episode of the Habs War. We finally have some regular season Montreal Canadian hockey to talk about. Two very exciting games. One uh, a shootout loss to the Hurricanes. One shootout win against the Leafs. Now that was a crazy game. Uh, we got some more news to talk about. We're obviously going to talk about what the big stories that are coming out of those two games. Uh, Nick Cousins seems to be injured despite not having played any games. So uh, we'll see who might be the first call up uh, from. Um, from the Rocket, who also have played their first two games, starting right back up where they left off last year, losing their first two games. <laughs> Dustin actually went to both of them, so he'll have some opinions on how they're not that bad, but I don't know. It's just... Oh, no, it was pretty bad. Oh, it was pretty bad? Okay. <laughs> it was pretty okay. bad. Okay. Hopefully there are some <laughs> bright spots. Uh, so, as always, follow us on Twitter, at the Habs Forum. Uh, feel free to ask us any questions, anything you'd like us to talk about. Dustin will be happy to respond, tell me, and then we, I'll put it in what we talk about in the podcast. <laughs> Alright, so let's get started with the first game of the season. 4-3 uh, loss in the shootout against Carolina. I mean, even though we still get a point out of this, it's still disappointing to uh, to lose that extra point, especially against Carolina. I mean, this is literally one of the teams we were fighting to, to the nail till the end of the season to make the playoffs last year. Uh, but very exciting game to start off. I mean... Some key things that cut Kinemia's first goal on the road. Got a power play goal, which is on the first game, which is exciting. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Off to a good start on the power play. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was obviously not just because they were close to us in the standings last season, not just because it was the first game of the season, but obviously what happened in the offseason as well. Yeah, Um, yeah, I forgot to mention former Habs Sebastian Ajo on the other side. Former Habs Sebastian Ajo played his first game against his former team, (laughs) the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, obviously disappointing. It was obviously a big game, I think, for for both fan bases. Very exciting to watch these two teams play, though. It would be an amazing playoff series. Both extremely fast-paced, a lot of young guys are just pushing the play. Uh, really, really a, a good game to get us started. And I mean, it's, it was, it's always a little disappointing. Like, I'm not anti-shootout like some people, but, yeah. like, it's like I don't want it too often, and it just it still feels like a fake point. I just kind of wish OT was 10 minutes instead of 5. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we uh, there was two 5-minute games, and it didn't solve anything. Right? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Who's to say 10 minutes was going to solve anything? But, uh, yeah, it was definitely a great game. I mean, obviously, the Canadians were down 2 nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about midway through the second period, and they were able to score three straight goals. So, that, that I mean, I think that's a positive right there, that they were able to come back. Unfortunately, also a negative that they that they ended up giving up that lead. Yeah, uh, and, and they went down two nothing to begin with to start yeah. the game. Uh, yeah. Both both goals, if I remember correctly, both tips right in front of Carey Price. I mean, Carey mm-hmm. Price, even though he let in uh, three and five goals, has looked great to start the year. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't only look at uh, obviously the goals against. I mean, the defense didn't always play the best either. I mean, they're also playing some good teams too. I mean, especially uh, Toronto. We all know what their offense can do. But, I mean, I think it's clear defense is, 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 is as we expected, the, the weak spot on the team. I mean, this team, I don't know if this team can really make it very far in the playoffs or even make the playoffs with Victor Mete standing next to Shea Weber. I yeah. Mean, I, love the, I love the kid. He's, he's a solid player for what he is. He's not a first-pairing defenseman. I don't think he ever no. will be. Uh, no. Well, no, probably not. I mean, he's still obviously still young. He's uh, 21, I think. Um, obviously, has a great... F- future in the NHL ahead of him but uh, I mean he he obviously had some great moments last season but not off to the greatest start this season and, and definitely I mean if 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 you're if if you're trying to be a team that's going to contend for the Stanley Cup 
Victor Mete is not definitely not a first pairing defenseman on an NHL. And I think teams know Stanley him. Stanley Cup contender. Now, and like they know how to play him. And you'll notice he's always ending up in the corners. It's, it's just because the other team just lets him get there. And they know they can just like push him off the puck. I mean, he's fine. He's a fine player. But at this point, if we really want to... Because Shea Weber's got a couple years left here uh, with with the Canadian. Whether I mean, he's going to re- probably retire once his contract gets only pay, paying in $1 million a year. And aside from that, he's he's going to start slowing down. I mean, he's already had a couple injury uh, shortened seasoned. If, if, he, if he goes through a whole season playing next to Victor Mete, that's going to take a toll on him. He, he's obviously having to kind of compensate like like the offense kind of like dies on Mete's stick uh he's solid defensively but he can still get pushed around it's just i mean i've loved the the the, the Schrott and petrie like that's an awesome number two mm-hmm. yeah but there's an obvious hole at, at the top you know if Mete was moved down and then he was rotating with flurry and kulak mm-hmm. and those last three def- it would make a huge difference on the i don't know who that guy is I and mean, obviously it'd be a huge trade yeah well i mean i i, I think Mete, and I mean, he showed it last season that he can be better than he showed so far. I mean, I think it's, it was two bad games that he played. Um, I mean, I definitely expect him to play better than that moving forward. But, yeah, ideally, you know, at some point, hopefully they'll be able to, uh, you know, maybe make a move at some point this season. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Sharon and Petrie obviously both looked really good. Petrie has been probably the best Canadian that well, in the, obviously only the first two games, but I think he's probably been the best player. I would argue, actually, the best player so far, which is very exciting, well, aside from, from Price, who has been great, has been uh, Drouin. Yeah, Drouin, Drouin has been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah Drouin has been pretty solid, If too. he keeps putting up the effort he's put in the first two games for the rest of the year, I mean, he's going to have a career year. They, yeah. He he's made some amazing. I don't. Did he have any points in the first game? I don't think he he no. He, uh, so. No, actually, yeah, yeah. He he, he was the yeah, yeah. He did, of course, on the Kentucky Emmys. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He had the he, uh, amazing drive. And what I loved about that play is that he didn't quit because we've seen him do those amazing drives, bringing the puck in the net uh, in the zone, and then kind of just messing it up at the end, losing the puck, and then the play kind of dies. And that's how that play started. Yeah. But then he didn't quit, got the puck back, and set up Kutkinyemi for a fantastic goal. Like not, mm-hmm. it wasn't all Drouin. Kutkinyemi showed amazing patience on that goal. So that was that was amazing to see for both those plays because those were both big question marks coming out of uh, of preseason to see how they they were going to react. That was the most exciting, regardless of losing the game. The b- biggest bright spot from that game was almost that shift alone uh, from from those two players. But even against Toronto, Drouin was. When it was four one for uh, for the Leafs, I was I was thinking to myself, the only guy that showed up to play on the Canadians is Dwayne. Yeah, no, it's true, and I mean, definitely happy to see it finally paying off because I thought, you know, he got shit on by a lot of the media, a lot of the French media especially, um, for his lack of effort or the perceived perceived lack of effort that, um, that that people were talking about. But I I saw a lot of the flashes. Of the same sort of thing, a lot of a lot of high effort plays that he was making. Unfortunately, it didn't quite pay off for him in the preseason. But finally, it is it is starting to pay off. And, and like you said, if he can continue to play the way that he has played so in the my, first two games, my issue with Duran because I've I've had issues with Duran in the past for sure, and I've talked about it on the podcast, has always been mainly the inconsistencies. We've mm-hmm. seen these types of games from him before. It's not the first time he showed this, but for it to Start the year like this is, is extremely promising. I just wanted to be on. A, I wanted to see this effort consistently. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, and because I'm worried he's gonna have maybe a strong five games to start the year, and then he's gonna go ten games where he disappears completely. 
Well, if he can keep up the effort that he's shown in the last couple of games, and like I said, even in the preseason, I think, you know, I, I definitely think that he can, That I mean, that's going to be the key to the consistency for sure. And obviously, I mean, we know Kotkaniemi too. He was the he was the subject of um, not not necessarily trade rumors, obviously at this point, but the, you know he was a subject of a lot of criticism. a lot of yeah a lot of criticism. People even some people saying that he should be you know start the season down in Laval, which was obviously ridiculous. But both of them obviously. I mean, the only people here. reason people were saying that is because of how good Paling looked in preseason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Paling hadn't gotten injured and played the entire preseason and looked as good in every game as he has, I think it would have been a much bigger conversation. Yeah, well, I mean, there was 0% chance Kakiniemi was going to start in Laval. I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying I would have done it. I'm just saying if, if Paling absolutely killed it, because the thing is, is I don't see Julien really moving Thompson unless something happens to him. Yeah, he loves seeing Thompson on that fourth line, but it it, it gets to the point of Paling. I mean, let's not forget Paling is older than Kutkiniemi, right? Yeah, it was. And, and 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 I I don't think it would be insane. Like I I predicted Kutkiniemi would get thirty goals. Obviously, I love Kutkiniemi, so I, I'm not saying that I, I think this will necessarily happen, but it wouldn't be insane that twenty games down the road, Kutkiniemi is just not working out. He he's just the the, the production isn't there. I could see a world where he does get sent down for for maybe a week. Really? No, I couldn't see that. <laughs> you wouldn't see Bergie no, do that? No way. Just no bring way. bring bring Paling in, and, and like, it, he wouldn't be the first player to ever get some time in the AHL after having start, started to screen yeah, the NHL. I don't, I don't think so. No, I mean I could see him maybe sort of like last season at the end of last season, like he sat a couple of games. I mean I could see that, but uh, I don't think there's any way that they would send him down to Laval. He would have to really. Really be be bad, but what if Paling shows up and completely outplays him? I don't think Paling. Well, first of all, the first two games in Laval, he definitely didn't didn't do much. Yeah. But um, no, I think if Paling does like kill <laughs> kill it and force the Canadians' hand, it, it's going to be more to it, it's probably going to be on the fourth line. Even even though I know obviously Julien loves Nate Thompson, but I think uh, I think that's probably going to be the role that. He ends up playing. I think Kutkiemi has a better chance of being scratched for a game than Nick Thompson does. Hmm. I'm not saying I agree with it. That's a bold prediction. I'm not saying I agree with it. <laughs> I, I'm saying Julien wants a guy like Nate Thompson <coughs> on, and like maybe he'll put Nate Thompson on the wing if like a guy like Wheel gets hurt and you know, Cousins mm-hmm. is still down or whatever, and 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 to just to bring in Paling or maybe Paling will play on the wing or whatever. I just I can't see him. Like I can see him just scratching Kutkiemi for one game, and because he loves Thompson, he and and he's been great Thompson in his role yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah, Thompson's right? been a, yeah, he's been a huge bright spot so far for that. It's just in a weird way we for the first time in forever have almost too many centers. Mm. Because do we want to move Domi back to the wing when he broke out as a centerman? Right, it, it's a bit of a, it, it's like what are we doing here? But then Paling has showed he's obviously play, ready to play in the NHL. Like you said, it would be crazy to send Kutkiemi down. And I'm not saying I think it'll necessarily happen. Like I said. Mm. But I don't think it's like a zero percent chance that it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, well. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he keeps playing the way that he's played the first two games, I oh, mean, it's, it's not even to be discussion. But um, I think it's probably what's going to end up happening. I mean, maybe not you know anytime soon, but maybe by the end of the season, this Domi I think eventually is going to have to go to the wing. I mean, so far, like he's just not good enough at faceoffs. Yeah. You know, it's not his natural position. Obviously, he had a great season last season, put up a bunch of points, put up 72 points, if I'm not mistaken. 
But I, I mean, I think he can. He he he'll be able to do that on the wing too. I think. Yeah, you would hope so. I mean, he like I said, he did break out at center, so who knows? But it's not like I watched uh, a lot of his games when he played in uh, in Arizona. I mean, I've been happy with what I've seen with Dome because coming into the year, it is a bit of a worry, right? When a player has a breakout season, still young, was it a flash in the pan? Mm-hmm. Is this the player he is? I mean, he looked fantastic in the first two games. It's not like his production has been insane, but he's looked like the same player. He's got the same. Like control of the game and all, it's just the way he plays. It kind of fits the center, but his face off is just—I mean, not that Kutkin, I mean, he's much better, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, no. Yeah, so, so far, I mean, but uh, uh, it's basically Daniel and Thompson winning, winning all the face. That's the thing about Paling's game. I'm not too sure about. I guess we haven't seen him at the NHL level yeah, much. He, yeah. It's hard to tell. I, mean, I think he was fine in college, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the the, uh, the real test is obviously going to be now even playing the AHL, eventually playing the NHL. Um, yeah, it's obviously something that he's going to have to work on quite a bit, the face-offs. But uh, forgetting about uh, Paling, who hasn't even played a game for the Habs uh, this season yet, Carolina game was the first game for Nick Suzuki and Kale Fleury. So now they've played two so far. Mm-hmm. Both of them have shown obvious signs of being rookies at times. Yeah. But still, neither look out of place. They, they neither of them look like they did too too well in preseason. They, they they kind of played against lesser competition in preseason because you see that sometimes the, the preseason is lesser competition. Then the real season starts and they can't keep up. Not what it looks like at all to me. Obviously, Flurry is he's playing sheltered minutes. Uh, Suzuki's not like he's playing on the PK or anything like that. But uh, if anything, I'd love to see Suzuki on the power play more. Yeah, yeah, you would like to see him get his chance. I mean, that's obviously why he's here. He has that offensive potential. You like to see him get a chance on the power play. Um, he did play some minutes, but just mm-hmm. like kind of like that, like last 15, 20 seconds yeah, that you exactly. you see sometimes. You know? Yeah. So nothing, nothing too substantial there. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean that's what that's what it's going to be when you have young guys like that, both uh, twenty years old. There's going to be ups and downs, and that's what we've seen. We've seen flashes from the both of them. Yeah. I mean, Flurry uh, against Carolina when he had that breakaway out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome if he. Well, th- th- that, that was actually kind of an amazing, almost like veteran move, yeah. right? Because uh, what happened is that there was a delayed penalty, so he recognized. I'm assuming he recognized yeah. that there was a delayed penalty, so he could jump into the play and take that chance and almost scored. I mean, obviously, it was quite obvious he's. Even in his junior days and before that, I'm sure as a defenseman hasn't had that many breakaways <laughs> in in his life. But uh, he still didn't look look too bad on it. But it would have been amazing if he if he scored uh, there. But another crazy thing about that, I mean, it's been talked about a lot already. But how now Carolina, the the other Flurry was playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Hayden. Yeah, Hayden Flurry. Hayden Flurry. And now he wasn't playing, but they also own the rights to Nick Suzuki. And then there's the whole Aho offer sheet thing. The owner's still pissed mm-hmm. at the Canadian. It's like all of a sudden this is really becoming a bit of a rivalry here. You know, both teams are kind of moving up at the same speed and all that. It should be an interesting matchup. For I mean, it's, it's kind of weird. Like Carolina Hurricanes is like no real history there. I mean, there's been some series well, in the past. Yeah, there's been some series in the past. But uh, it's still the hurry. Like it's not the Bruins or the Leafs. You yeah, know? no, no, of course, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean Carolina. You know, when uh, when we were younger, uh, they were definitely one of the teams that I hated the most, just because of them beating us in the playoffs yeah, with two yeah, or three times. Like just, Justin Williams, I I despise. Yeah, Justin Williams and and Cam Ward too back in the yeah, day. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I mean there is some history there, but obviously the recent history uh, is turning into to quite the rivalry. Yeah, I'm excited for the next game, and like yeah. I said, considering both their styles of play, super exciting games to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 now they've become one of the teams I'm going to circle on the calendar. I uh, can't wait to watch that game. So it's 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 just 
it's, it's exciting. I mean, they're like basically number one for me after the rivalries, after Toronto and Boston. And I mean, Ottawa's so shit now, anyway. So who cares? <laughs> uh, so let's, let's move on to the. I mean, the game, the insane, insane game where if you look at, if you were on Habs Twitter during this game, the fan base went from this team is terrible, let's <laughs> tank for Lafreniere, we're never gonna. And I, I wasn't completely not doing that. I mean, it, it, it didn't look good at first. To all of a sudden, Sassana Cup, we're gonna win it all. <laughs> Fuck the Leafs, they're terrible. What an insane, insane game! Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it uh, followed suit from the first game against the Hurricanes, obviously. But like, I mean, brought it to another yeah, level. Yeah, even brought it to another level. Obviously, it means even more um, playing against Toronto. Exactly. Um, Max Domi scores only a minute in. Max Domi loves playing against the Leafs. Yeah, I mean, it looked looked like they were, you know, they were off to the races there. Obviously, playing the backup goaltender as well, yeah. Michael Hutchinson, and then of course, I mean, the Leafs had played the night before, which obviously was the reason that Hutchinson was playing, but. And then it just sort of went downhill from there. Uh, so, the well, obviously they got scored on four times. And, I mean, it looked pretty bleak. I yeah. definitely didn't wasn't feeling the comeback. It's a bit crazy how it happened. In the, so, Austin Matthews scores only four minutes uh, later. And I'm just like, Austin Matthews, we say Max Domi likes playing against uh, uh, Toronto. Austin Matthews fucking loves playing against the Canadians. Mm. He now has... I believe it's 12 goals in 12 games against the Canadians. We're, this is going to be something for the next 15 years of our lives as Habs fans. Like, a, assuming he doesn't leave, like he just really seems to love it's because it's usually Saturday nights, uh, and like he just loves the limelight. I mean, the, you see his celebration to the first goal where he spotted the Habs fan in the in the mm. first row and just like showed him his jersey and everything. He he just comes to play against the Canadians, and then fucking Alexander Kerfoot. I mean, on an assist from Trevor Moore, scores the second goal. Like, we're talking about how they have no depth, but Kerfoot was, like, one of their best players. Then Moore gets the other goal. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? And then the third period. I mean, they score at 5-16. Nylander scores. It's 4-1. I'm in the chat. Fuck this. It's over. Da-da-da. <laughs> Our defense is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. And then 5-27, Dwayne scores. 6-29, Gallagher scores. I'm not even, like, ready. I'm not even finishing my messages. And all of a sudden, oh, it's a one-goal game. Yep. It was quite the, quite the turn of events, and then and then the Petri, and then and then uh, yeah, but happening. Oh my god! It all and gives us a meme that will live on. Oh my! Maybe god. forever. Another reason why we love Max Domi so oh, yeah. much. I mean, I'm sure everyone has seen it a hundred times by now. It's on all everywhere on my Twitter feed. Yeah. But it just I I it just I love him so much. <laughs> I I never want him to be on in, on another team. I want him to be a hab for life. He's just so fun yeah. to watch. He's a guy that you love on your team, but man. Like you'd hate him if he was on another. Like it's like Brad Marchand, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can see that. I, can, I mean, we already had Gallagher that, that people. That's true. Uh, people hate, but I mean, just what is it? Out of boy, Capitan, you fucking idiot. Is that what he says? Yeah, you fucking moron. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, boy, yeah. that's <laughs> so perfect. So yes. Petrie gets the penalty yes. shot. I think Domi has such a punchable face. Oh no, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, it, it's not quite as punchable as Marchand would say because Marchand's got the rat face going. Right? That's true. You know, Domi, at least, you know, he's better looking than Marchand, but... <laughs> but then, yeah, then Petrie scores, ties the game. Only two minutes later, Dano scores, shorthanded. But then Austin Matthews scores again with, like, a minute. It was, it's an absolutely insane third period. Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. And then the three-on-three was was amazing as well. And the, the chances that, both ways. The, I, I, like, I mentioned Price playing well before. I honestly think this might be the best five-goal performance by a goaltender I've ever seen. <laughs> 
it it was pretty damn good. I mean, he yeah, he definitely kept him in kept him in the game. I mean, in overtime, I think both sides had some chances. Yeah. But I mean, he stopped like two breakaway. One was Marner, one was Matthews. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Matthews, no, uh, Tavares. Tavares. And he just seemed so. It's like he decided he was gonna win. And he was like, "Oh, we're winning this. Fuck it. I don't care. They're yeah. not scoring." And then in the shootout, made it look easy. He looked like he was in their heads. Yeah, that's true. Like he was staring them yeah. down. Matthew uh, Tavares missed the freaking net on the last shot, and uh, and the celebration. I, I was just so amazing. It, to have this amazing of a game two games in, like, this unfortunately may, might be the game of the year. <laughs> I mean, it was absolutely insane. That, that was crazy, but, I mean, it's good to get off to a start like that against Toronto as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like you said, I mean, maybe you got into their heads a little bit too, so moving, you know, maybe in the next game. The next game's going to be a wild one for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, but once again, there is still some negative. I mean, you get out of it, it's exciting, and, like, I, like we've all heard it from Leafs fans. I mean, a, a lot of Habs fans are criticizing Leafs fans for for giving the excuses of two games and two nights and the backup being in. I mean, two games and two nights is a little bit bogus considering the season just started. Exactly. But let's okay. We would be saying exactly the same thing. To be fair. Well, but well. the 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 thing is is it still didn't look good at four one. Like the the game, the first half of the game. I mean, after the first uh, goal by Domi, I mean, the, there was odd man rushes, uh, like galore. It's just the, the, the defense kept breaking down. It's There was a lot of negatives to come from that game. Yeah, the defense obviously got got exposed yeah. I mean, against the Leafs. I mean, they, they didn't play too bad against the Hurricanes, but, uh, yeah, against the Leafs, they definitely got exposed. Um, but, I mean, again, I mean, back-to-back games where they had to come back from – multiple goals down so I mean that's definitely you know shows the character of the team I think but at the same time I mean both times they went down early exactly I don't care how much character you have you're not going to do that all year well that's what we said last year with how many times (laughs) did they do it last year Uh, no it's true I mean there's no quit for sure but it can't keep happening all the do you honestly think the Canadians come back if Frederick Anderson's in net uh no probably not yeah exactly right I mean not that Hutchinson played poorly but Anderson is one of the best goaltenders in the league. Yeah. So he probably makes one of those saves. Kapanen had a lot to do with it. Well, that was hilarious. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I mean... But that the, was the, stupid. Like, everybody knows that. Like, if you if you know anything about hockey, you know that's a penalty. Well, of course it's a penalty. I didn't, I didn't realize it was a penalty shot in that situation. Oh, no, I knew it was a penalty. You didn't know it was a penalty I knew shot. it was a penalty shot if, like, the guy's on a breakaway, if he's got a clear shot. Like, I, I, I wasn't sure in the moment, given the fact that Petrie was at the point... And, like, in no way was he alone. Like, there was the whole... Literally, the entire... Everyone on the ice was in front of him. Yeah. So, it, it, that I, in the moment, I, I didn't really think about it, but then all of a sudden it was a penalty shot. But, obviously, regardless, it's it's a penalty. But I honestly think that it's it was just, like, like a reflex for him. He mm. just kind of, like... like It's like I was comparing it to that time I did something similar in, in our beer league where I lost my stick and I just picked up the other player's stick oh, yeah, on the other team and, and iced the puck. <laughs> Because it was like there was like a minute left in the game, and you, not even there was like ten seconds. And, and in the moment, you're just like anything. I, can, I I must do anything to prevent this from happening. Uh, but obviously, I'm not an NHL player. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh man, it gave us it gave us the greatest moment. It's amazing. It's it, it, his look on the on the on the bench <laughs> while Domi's yelling at him. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like you said, a meme for the ages. Something that uh, we, the Habs fans and probably Leafs fans too won't forget anytime soon. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, in between the third and, and, and overtime, Price 
saw that clip, and that's when he decided, well, we can't lose this game. That's true. Because then the meme is it's not, not the, it, the, the meme's not the same, exactly. right? Like if if they if they go on, the Leafs go on to score, and and I think Price appreciates a good meme, and he just went up there and he's like, there you go, f this, <laughs> we're winning it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's been two exciting games for sure. Uh, now it kind of sucks that we've uh, we're going like four days without a Habs game now. I mean, it's only three days, but yeah, it does feel it does feel like forever. But uh, finally, uh, the next game will be Wednesday at uh, Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, I, I was saying it. I was saying it in our season preview. I don't think they're that bad this year. They've started out hot with uh, two goals, uh, not two two goals, two wins to start the, the year. Ten goals for, three goals against. Buffalo's not that bad. Like they, they got they got to break out eventually. They have a young squad. Uh, I feel like they usually get off to a hot start though, and then they just sort of. You might be flounder. right, but I I still I think I don't think Buffalo is bad. I I really don't like. They're not going to be bad forever. Eventually, those draft picks are going to start panning out. I feel like we've been saying that for like ten years now. But eventually, it's going to happen. Eventually. <laughs> but when you, you when you add a guy like Darlene on defense, yeah, I guess. that's a huge yeah, game no, changer, for sure. right? It like, is definitely a franchise player. Exactly. Um, their goaltender, though. I mean, they still have Car- Carter. That's Hutton, the big that's thing, right. yeah, Carter. Hutton. Yeah, I that. mean, that's that's just not very good. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's going to be the big big thing like, keeping them from taking the next next step cuz like they have solid that like on defense they have David Dalene, Russell Linen is pretty solid, Colin Miller. Uh they're not they're not horrible. They still have J- Jack Eichel at center. He's not like they're they they have like starting your franchise off with Jack Eichel as your number one center and Rasmus Dalene as your number one defenseman. It's not a horrible place to start. No, no, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um I mean Habs usually tend to have trouble with the Sabres mm-hmm. as well, so might be a tough game. Hopefully they're not like looking uh, looking too far ahead, but um, yeah, I mean that, that should be a good game. Hopefully they can pull that one out. I don't. They they can't be looking far. Ahead. Like I I think that you look at the rosters except goaltending where it's a huge 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 advantage for the Canadians. Yeah. Uh, I mean I don't think Buffalo's team is uh, is is that bad. You you have to take them seriously. You, like they they have some 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 depth of forward too. Uh, but uh, ho- hopefully, uh, I mean, the, the Canadians should still be able to take it up. But then the next day, that's more the easier game against uh, Detroit. Although, Anthony Mantha, did you see his game yesterday? No. Four goals. All four, four goals. All four of the goals. Oh, shit. And Detroit won 4-3, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we know how Quebec players play when they come to Montreal. Yeah, and it is in Montreal. So that's a little scary. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is one of the most on-fire players in the NHL right now. I'm sure we're going to hear all about it on the RDS broadcast. Uh, and then on Saturday, Stanley Cup, uh, yeah, champs, Stanley Blues. Cup champs coming to town. Blues. We're playing them back to back Saturdays. I didn't realize that. Really, that's oh, crazy. That's interesting. But uh, yeah, so I mean, definitely this week you're gonna, you know, you're hoping that they're gonna get two wins out of that. You, you hope they get three points at least out of Buffalo, uh, Detroit. Although, although the Blues, I wouldn't be shocked if the Blues are one of those teams that has a huge dive after, yeah, after their their, their cup run. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's a team that had. Definitely had some has some great skill, but I think I don't think many people predicted them to win the cup last year, and they're a team that showed a lot of heart and drive to to make it to the end. So I don't think it's an unwinnable game, especially at home uh, against St. Louis. No, no, definitely. I mean, it is definitely three games that we could uh, that we could definitely win. But uh, you know, I mean, the the Habs, you're you're hoping that they can at least win two out of those, two out of three. And it's looking like at practice today, so the lines don't seem to have moved too much. But towards the end of Toronto. Since Dwayne was having a great game, I noticed he was playing a lot more with Domi, and Lekkonen was kind of moved down. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think? I, I, like, would you just move the, the, the way the Bruins started the year? I mean, I don't want to take away offense from Kutniemi's wing, but at the same time, I mean, it's kind of weird that Domi's playing with a rookie and a guy that just is a black hole on offense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely like you said, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see more from Drouet and Kakaniemi. I'd like to see them play more together. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of potential there. Definitely that's that's going to help Kakaniemi as well. But at the same time, Lekkinen, you know, you're hoping to see something from him in the, in the first two games. Obviously, it's only it's only two games, but I mean, he's had a couple, time, of, a couple of assists. I mean, he had a nice pass on uh, Dome's goal. Yeah, that's true. That was a that's nice true. play, yeah. But a lot of the a lot of the time, I thought against uh, against Toronto, obviously, I mean the the early goal. But aside from that, especially as the game went on, he seemed to you know that he wasn't necessarily pulling his weight on the line. That he was sort of you know he was he was holding them back maybe a little bit. Domi and Suzuki. Am I? Did the Canadians did I not didn't notice this during the game? Did they score three shorthanded goals? No, I'm pretty sure that's an error. Oh, that's a box. Yeah, somebody pointed pointed that out, but. I'm surprised that they haven't fixed it. That's weird. Well, that's insane. Did they score at least one short? I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't think so. That that would be crazy if they had three short-handed goals. Because that would be. Then the conversation would be: How long will it take them to have as many power play goals (laughs) as as short-handed goals? Uh, but be uh, like you see the Royans, the the one goal. Well, that's how I know there was a mistake because it says the Royans goal was short-handed, and that's literally impossible because. There's no way the win was on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, that, it, was, it was an assist by Domi, right? So, uh, I mean, they, they, they played a lot last year together, and they had a lot of chemistry at the beginning of the year, I feel, them too, but then it kind of mm. tapered off towards the end. So I, I almost feel like I have no choice the way the is playing to, to put him next to Domi. And, and like, Domi was your 70-point-plus guy. I just, I just wish mm. there was another guy. I mean, maybe you put Suzuki with Kutkinyemi, but I don't think if he'd want it. If, if yeah, I don't think, yeah. I don't think Claude Julien would, yeah. would, uh, would get with that. But, um, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I don't know. I guess he put Lekkinen on that third line. Maybe you put Wheel there. See, that's the thing. I, I, I If if we're going to take Dwayne off of uh, Kutkinyemi's wing, mm. I hope we also take Armia off. Like, I'd rather yeah. he play with Byron and Wheel. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Byron or Wheel, yeah. Well, you know? I think Lekkinen should be on that third line. Um, Why? He hasn't played necessarily better than. Uh, no, but I mean, I think Byron, I think Byron's better fourth. is a better. Yeah, well, I could see Byron, Byron, and Lekkinen. I think, yeah, I think that would make sense. Maybe. I don't know if I go with Byron and Wheel. I don't know. I mean, at the same time, Wheel, Thompson, and and, uh, and Byron have looked great. That goal they scored against Carolina yeah. oh, was, man, that was beautiful. That was nice. To get that out of your four, fourth line is mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's tough to yeah because even the fourth line. I mean, do you really want to break them up? Because I mean they look, yeah. they've looked so good together as well. And so clearly, Junior loves them. They started the game against Toronto. There you go. What do you think about that? Uh, well, I mean, who cares who starts the game really? I mean, I and think you're setting I, the pace. I mean, okay, I guess it's irrelevant. The Habs scored a minute in anyway. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's that's just his way of. Uh, I mean, he's obviously done in the past as well, just to, to reward reward, yeah. reward whatever line that's. That, you know, I mean, obviously they played great against uh, against the Hurricanes, and that was his way of rewarding them. And obviously, you know that. Uh, uh, they're probably going to start with Austin Matthews on the ice, and you know that they're solid defensively. Yeah. But I'm just surprised that it just didn't start with Daniel uh, Gallagher and uh, yeah, Tatar. I mean, whatever. I mean, who cares? I mean, they're they're out there for like what the first thirty seconds. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But but I, there was a moment in the game too, and and it, which which got me a, a little frustrated. I forget. I think it was after the Petrie penalty shot where he went fourth line again, and that he does that a lot. 
I don't understand when the Canadians have momentum after scoring a goal and he puts the fourth line on. The, yeah. Like, I, I, in those situations, I want to keep pushing for offense. Like, I, I think our fourth line is great, but there's situations where they should be put in and situations where they, they, they shouldn't be. And when you want to generate offense, I mean, the goal they scored was phenomenal, but realistically, they're not the line that's going to generate the most offense. Yeah. After a goal, when you have momentum, put one of your other lines that can generate offense on. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that, that definitely does make sense. But uh, I don't know if maybe he figured that they were that the Leafs were going to you know, go out with all their with the big guns, and they wanted to put Thompson to sort of yeah, maybe maybe the idea you know, is that you don't that. you don't want to lose the momentum because they score quickly. But I I've noticed he does that a lot, and and I'm I'm not a fan of it personally. So I don't know. Yeah, well, it depends on the situation. But yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, you would especially in that situation where they where the Habs have just scored like four straight goals, yeah. you know, to try to keep it going. But but I'm thinking that's what the uh, what the logic was behind it. All right, so just looking here at also, um, if you're looking at the minutes for uh, for defensemen, just to go back to to the defense, it, it's and I'm getting this actually a, a really interesting post by a uh, some a guy on uh, on the Habs subreddit about uh, his name's Guy Smiley sixty six. The top three defensemen for the Canadians, obviously Petrie, Weber, and and Sherratt is number three, by far the most time on ice to start the year. Like you have twenty six fifty five per game for Petrie, actually more than than mm-hmm. Weber. Uh, Weber's got twenty five thirty, still pretty close, but still a good a, a minute like thirty uh, average more. And then Ben Sherat uh, twenty three, and then for Mete goes all the way down to nineteen, and then Kulak and Flurry uh, both under fifteen with thirteen and twelve, uh, respectively. So it's it's a really top heavy defense, and your number three is Ben Sherat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I mean, if if that, if that's how he plays these uh, defensemen for the whole season, like how good do you think Weber and Peach are going to be by the end of the year? Yeah, well, I mean that's yeah, that's definitely fair. I mean, especially for 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 Weber that's yeah. that's older now. He's 30, 34, I think. I mean, Petrie only seems to be getting better. So that's true. He seems to get better the more time, the more that he plays, yeah. the better he gets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely not something that you're going to be. Doing the whole season, having to play 25, 26 minutes. You think but, that 20, 30 games in, Kale Fleury will start getting more minutes? Yeah, well, I think that's what it is, too. I mean, Kale Fleury playing his first two games in the NHL yeah. um, against Toronto as well. I mean, tw- also 25, 26 minutes. Let's not forget there's five minutes of overtime in each game. That's true. So that, that sort of contributes to it as well. But yeah, you'd like to see, you know, Flurry. Yeah, maybe you know, after a couple of games, once they're not playing the Leafs and they're playing, well, like two games this week. I mean, Buffalo and uh, and Detroit. Hopefully, he'll get closer to you know that fifteen minute mark. Maybe. I mean, a little it bit all higher. depends how the game goes. Yeah, obviously. obviously. Uh, and like I said, with overtime, they probably don't get any ice time during overtime and all that. But I just think it's the the whole is the same. It's always been. Uh, I mean, I don't dislike the the the, the Sherratt signing. He's obviously looked great with Petrie. And that's a great second pairing. But I just think that this team would go would take a huge step to the next level if you added a proper left defenseman next to to, to, to Shea Weber. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think any team would get a lot better if you added a top pairing. Defenseman. I'm not saying like a top but, top pairing like yeah, a no, top ten. Just like a solid, just get guy someone better than Mete. I mean, that's. A lot of players in the NHL, like an Alex Edley. I mean, he sure, but like <laughs> I said, he signed with uh, with Vancouver. I mean, I'm sure they they if 
Jake Gardner was standing next to Weber, I'm sure. Uh, although he's already got some injury issues this year. So. What a surprise. Yeah, right. Well, he still played to start the year, but he, he was like a uh, day-to-day to start or whatever. But, I mean, I will see because the offenses look fantastic so far. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, every line has showed some flashes, even the fourth yeah. line. And just to for the offense to look this good, and you still have a guy like he's not the most offensive guy uh, in in paling that could be called up, but still not not like he's no issue like that could cover if there's an injury or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just there's so much potential there. You obviously have Carey Price, and it just it really feels like there's one big piece missing. But at the same time, there's not a lot. Of, not a lot I would I would want to give up. I mean, wh- what are you giving up to go get the top? Defense? Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing. I mean, and I think maybe at some point, you know, they, they they can make a move. Doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like a star defenseman or something. But you know, a guy that can give you serviceable serviceable minutes is like a top four guy, sort of like a, like another Sherratt, but a puck moving sort of guy. Yeah, like a, a pup. <clears throat> yeah, I'd be okay with that. Like, I don't know who this player is. Uh, I mean, obviously, as the season moves along and some teams more they kind of start to see where they fit in the standings, uh, more players become available. But someone of Sherratt's level, mm-hmm. but more puck moving, might be exact with uh, what the team needs. And uh, if they're in a playoff position and they add a piece like that, I mean, I, I really think they could do some damage come yeah. come the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. I, I really, really do think so. So, I mean, it'll, it'll be inter- interesting to see. Uh, I mean... Uh, aside from that, I mean, we, we we can start talking about the rocket uh, a little bit. But well, first was the news today that Cousins is hurt somehow. Uh, I guess he practiced too hard. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, but I saw a lot of people on Twitter based on. So I, I didn't get to watch the first two games of against the rocket, unfortunately. But they were saying that based on his performance to start the year, Belzil might be the top option to. Yeah. To, to be called, he's, he's looked good. Yeah, well, Belzil, I mean, first of all, he looked really good in the preseason. He was one of the last cuts. He was, of course, but like you, the assumption for a lot of people is, is, is Paling, obviously. Yeah, but uh, Paling didn't look that great. Yeah. He didn't really do too much. I mean, obviously, at this point, you know, he's getting acclimated to the pro game. Yeah, obviously, I mean, even the AHL is a, is a big step from from where he was playing last year at St. Cloud. I saw an interesting treat, uh, tweet here. I, I wonder what you think. This is a, a, a Habs fan. I, I've lost it, so I can't give him a, a shout-out. But he was kind of taking a, something that Ray Ferraro said, that some players look better in the NHL than they do in the AHL. And mm. it's uh, he described it as smarter players uh, because basically they have a hard time playing with the lower-level players in the yeah. AHL that aren't necessarily where they need to be. And they're mentioning that a guy like Suzuki and Paling could both struggle in the AHL but do really well in the NHL. Do you think there's value to that? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that uh, that's, I think that is a good point. I, I think a guy that, not not necessarily because he was smart per se, but I, I, one guy that comes to mind like that was is Andre Kostitsin, okay. who was never really good when he played, that good when he played with the Bulldogs, but obviously had some great years with the Habs. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, some players could potentially be like that. I don't know if that's necessarily paling, per se. But obviously, I mean, when he has played for the Habs, well, the one game in the regular season, last season, and obviously in the preseason as well, he looked really good. So, yeah, I mean, I think I, I could possibly see that. Maybe he will, you know, once he gets called up, tear it up for the Habs. Well, but also, in, in Laval at paling, I'm assuming he gets put in more of an offensive role. Yeah, which um, may not yeah, be his playing. game, right? Considering like where he is standing within Laval. Yeah, when he, when he's in Montreal, he may be slotted more where he's suited to be. You know. Yeah, more of a two uh, more of a two way guy uh, when he's going to be playing with the Habs. So yeah, I mean, uh, I think that could be could be a fair assumption. Um, I, I mean, I think 
probably for him, at least at this point, the best thing is going to be to just to keep him in Laval for a little bit of time that we can work on some things yeah. work with Joel no, Bouchard. No, that makes sense to me, too. That makes yeah. sense to me. And, and like, I'd love to see uh, – but is it good? let's not forget, the guy that's hurt was uh, Scratch. Right? Yeah. So yeah, this exactly. is just something – someone's going to sit in the press box. And honestly, if you can call a guy up to, to have him get the opportunity to get some NHL paychecks – I'd be really happy to see Belzid. If you look at it that mm-hmm. way, if you look at the human side, because because Belzid, like he's worked so hard to, to make it where he is now, where he's considered one of the top call ups of the Canadians. Uh, so if it's just someone that needs to be up with the team for for a road trip or whatever, because the the thirteenth forward right now is hurt, I, I'd love to see Belzid get the opportunity. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, this was a guy that before last season was sort of like a fringe AHL player. He played spent a lot of time in the ECHL last season. He got a contract with the Laval Rocket. Wasn't really expecting much from him. He's going to be like sort of like a fourth liner. Honestly, when I see those signings with the Rocket, Mm. and it's a French Canadian, my assumption is just like, eh, whatever. The Rocket are signing a French Canadian guy. That's okay, just because you know some fans like to see that. You know, and it's it's just a way to add another tick to the French Canadian contracts for in the Canadians organizations. It was does it does make some people happier, and it does shut some people up. But hey, he he's he's stepped up and he's 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 a great depth guy to have. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely for the Rocket. You know, I mean, they do want to. Um, I mean, obviously, this is only their third season. They want to try to get as many fans as possible. They want to try to get those local guys. Um, and I think you know, for the Rocket, it's probably easier for them to get local guys as well, um, easier than maybe the Canadians. But yeah, I mean, this season, you know, he with this, he was the top scorer. Uh, for the Rocket last year, he was able to get an NHL contract or a two two way contract, but still a contract with the Habs. But I mean, you know, having giving guys like that their, ch- I mean, their chance. I mean, he's going to get called up. Oh, he scored two goals too for. Uh, oh yeah, he was definitely the best player for yeah. the Rocket yeah. um, in the first two games of the season. But I mean, I think that also helps when you're trying to boost the Laval Rocket in the in the future when you're trying to get those 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 top signings to play on your H- AHL team. If an AHL free agent is looking at your team and, you know, in the past you've called up the top scores, the guys that deserve it, that's probably going to help sign sign guys for the for the Rocket in the future. That, that makes a lot of sense, right? Because these fringe guys are, are never going to be uh, full-time NHLers. That, that's, that's exactly what they're looking for, right? They're looking for a team uh, that they're going to have a chance to play, obviously, in the AHL. But also they, they want to – and let's not forget this. These, these people's – these guys' livelihood. So to have the opportunity – anytime they get called up, I mean, their salary – Big time boost. <laughs> Ten times higher? For, like Maybe not that much. It depends yeah, on the contract. But, like, it's a significant difference. Oh, for sure. Right? So, it's a, you, you stay up for a couple of weeks, and it's it's it, it can make a huge difference for you for for, for for the foreseeable future. Like a, So, I mean, it's, it's I'm just happy to see it for, for Biz. It is just picking up where you, where you left off. Obviously, show up showed up uh, to the season ready to go. But aside from him, uh, Primo, uh, well, didn't play the first. Lindgren played the first game. Um, I hate that Lindgren is like like I'd rather McNiven be there. Like, but anyways, yeah. but uh, Primo, uh, yes, it was yeah, yeah. Saturday, uh, Primo right? played on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, he looked he looked great. And I mean, they lost four to one, but it was two empty netters. Yeah. So he let in two goals. Unfortunately, got pretty much left out to dry yeah. on the two goals. Uh, but aside from that, he looked great. I mean, he he played one game in the preseason and he was awful. He let in a yeah. bunch of goals. Um, so it was good to see him bounce back here in his first professional regular season game. So definitely the better of the two. Oh, yeah, by far. By far. Lingering, I mean, he was all right. He didn't really do much. He didn't. He made the saves that he had to make, basically. Unfortunately, they lost 3-2, to two, if I'm not mistaken, on yep. Friday. 
Um, I mean, I think they the the idea was to to you know have him start the first game. Primo might have had a few jitters if he was playing the home opener. Also, probably trying to maybe showcase Linger a little bit. And you know, if he would have had a big game, maybe uh, he'd be a little bit easier to move. But uh, Primo definitely looked the better of the two in the first game. Belzil was obviously by far the superstar. He scored two out of the three goals for the for the and Rocket. Got an assist on, on, on another goal too. And Udon scored the uh, scored the other one on the power play. Um, aside from that, I mean, there's not a whole lot of positives in my mind. Um, Josh Brook had some ups and downs. Yeah, there was there was a nice uh, the nice like kind of like. Like by Josh, nice play by Josh Brook, where he skated through a lot of players and kind yeah. of made it there. And that that's something you see out of him a lot. But I'm assuming there is a lot of issues on the other end. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's playing with Zevu Alet though, um, uh, who I thought looked looked great so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, so he has a bit of a veteran guy with him, sort of the same sort of uh, you know the two way defenseman. As so well. definitely the first pairing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, yeah, what that's, that's the first, yeah. at this point? Right? Yeah, yeah. Alzer was playing with uh, with Leskinen. Leskinen on his off hand though. He's playing. He usually plays on the left. He was playing played on the right. I thought he looked pretty good as well. Third pairing was Klinichka, who I thought played really well. One of the sort of an underrated guy, but I thought he had a really good uh, really good first two games. Um, he was one of the few positives for me, Sklinichka. What about Jake Evans? Did he do anything of note? Or? Jake Evans, I mean, he played all right. Didn't really notice him too much. No. Um, um, he had a he had a one breakaway chance, um, nearly scored that would have, uh, I think it would have put them ahead there on Friday. But um, no, I mean, nothing nothing too great. Same thing as Paling. Didn't really notice him a whole lot. Didn't, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, two losses start the season at home against a team that I thought they would have, that they could have beat. But just looking at stats, though, I mean, the I won't even try to say this guy's name. But the the goalie for the Cleveland Monsters, oh, I'll try. Velvelinen. Velvelinen. Okay, yeah. Velvelinen. So he made thirty saves. So, oh yeah, he like, he played really well. So like the it's, yeah. it's not like the Rocket didn't show up to play on on Saturday. No, I mean they they didn't. A lot of the time they were shooting from the point and not getting people in front. So there's a lot of easy saves there. Um, both both goalies played good. Um, so so you'd say Kane and Primo faced because they both about had faced the same amount of shots. You'd say Primo actually the exact same amount of shots had the the, the harder shots against them. Yeah, I think yeah Primo looked really good. He had uh, you know they had a lot of scoring chances. Um, the line, I mean, he played really well. He's a guy that I like. He was uh, uh, is a young. Solid prospect. Nothing against him, both. A name like that, I hope he never makes it because <laughs> I don't want to have to say it all the time. <laughs> well, their other goalie, I don't know what his name is, but he he's even worse. His oh, name, yeah, yeah, it is pretty bad. <laughs> okay, first name Matisse, 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 Kivlinikis. Kivlinikis, I think. Yeah, oh, Latvian goaltender. There you go. But uh, yeah, no, Velvet could play in the NHL one day. Solid prospect for. Uh, I mean, Columbus doesn't have too many solid prospects. But All right, well, hopefully them. this isn't a sign. I mean, I was joking around that they're right back to where they – I mean, it's just – I hope it's not a sign of more things to come. I hope uh, not. I mean, definitely he's got – Joel Bouchard has a much more talented team this year compared to the last yeah. season. Um, unfortunately, they just didn't look very organized. So, I mean, obviously they got a lot of new players. Well, every AHL player, team has, yeah. has a lot of new players. Exactly. I mean, their next game is uh, on Friday. If I'm, or no, actually, I think it's Saturday. Their next. Oh uh, yeah, they, they seven games, seven days between games. I was checking. So out. I mean, they they have to, you know, I mean, they they definitely have enough time there to get things straight, and hopefully, you know, on uh, uh, their next their game on Saturday, they'll. Uh, because they'll have like a at, at at some point, 
I love everything I see from Joel Bouchard in interviews and yeah. the way he's hard on them in practice. And he, he is developing players, like, well, like what he did with Fleury last year. But, like, as far as, like, winning as a team, like, yeah. at some point we've got to start seeing that, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it is only a skill second on season. This, on this but, team. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely a lot of skill on the team. It's definitely a team that could, could very easily make the playoffs. But and it's sort of the same. And obviously, this is definitely not going to be a popular opinion with ha- with a lot of Habs fans. But I mean, yes, he's developed players, like you said. But at the same time, and that, it was something I noticed last year as well. They don't often seem disorganized. Like they don't seem to have much of a game plan. You mean they often <laughs> seem disorganized? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the same thing last season. But I mean, you know, obviously, again, it's the only the first two games this season. But he's got it. He has a good team in front of him. And I mean, the you know, the primary goal of your AHL team is to develop players. Of course, of course. Which so, he's doing. So if he keeps doing that, it's fine. But, uh, but we like going to the games. Yeah. But you like. Yeah, so you definitely so, want to so see I, I still want the Rocket to, yeah. to win, and it's it's still. I think it's good for a franchise if if you go some, on some deep runs. I think because I think that has value when when those players are then on the team, those depth guys. You know, they have that experience. For a guy like Josh Brook and stuff like that, I mean that that's the main guy. Well, Paling too, but if assuming Paling's at the the big club, eventually the the main guy I'm looking at this year is uh, is Josh Brook. Like he's the one I want to see. I'm, I'm curious to see what what Bouchard. Like the thing is, yeah, if the team it doesn't win and is terrible, but he you see Josh Brook make huge strides, yeah. then all in all, whatever that's more important. Mm-hmm. But and you'd rather see him win. But anyways, it it should get. It's only two games, you know, back to back. So and it's not like they got crushed, you know. Uh, realistically, they lost by one goal both times because one game had two empty net goals. And uh, all right, so <coughs> last thing here, uh, like last year, we're just gonna give a quick update on some prospects of the big name that everyone's excited to know what he's gonna do this year. Uh, Cole Caulfield. Now this was just scrimmage. It was their uh, red versus white uh, hat trick. Patrick, that's I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> off to a good start. The, I mean, I know it's just the the scrimmage, but hey, you love to see it. I mean, with co- it's not like he's playing junior, right? He's playing with college, some some older mm-hmm. guys there, and he doesn't matter, little guy. Gets it in. There you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, yeah, he's playing the in the NCAA, obviously against some guys that are significantly older, bigger than he is. Yeah. So I mean, off to a good start. Um, we'll see how it translates in, in, into the regular season, but I mean, he's. He's always scored everywhere he's been, so I'm not too worried. No, no, me neither. I mean, I, I can't wait for like I'm I'm definitely gonna want to pay attention to how he does in uh, in the in the regular season. Uh, it's very, very, very exciting to have a prospect like this. Uh, like we've talked about it a ton, but considering where the Canadians ended last year and to be still able to get a talent like that is very exciting. Uh, aside from him, the main guy, like I don't pay attention to the prospects as much as you do, but I mean, I've seen a lot of clips on Twitter by from Norlander. He's looked amazing. Yeah, Norlander off to a great uh, great start to the season. He's got four goals in seven games now. Had that highlight real yeah. goal, looking like Bobby Orr yeah. out there. <laughs> um, I mean, he, he too, he's playing against men right now. He's playing in the in the second division um, in the uh, in Sweden, playing for Moto. Um, yeah, I mean, he's off to a great start. Hopefully he can keep it up. Am, am I right that he was part of the Patch Ready trade? Yeah, so this, I mean, the second round pick that we got in yeah. the trade, we traded for so it's the a greatest third and trade fifth. of all time. Uh, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, okay. Looking pretty good. So, yeah, we got <laughs> Norlander and uh, Jacob Laguerre. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. 
All right. Any other prospects of note then? I mean, we'll definitely keep an eye on Norlander now going forward. But... Definitely. Uh, Romanov, I mean, he's killing it too. He's just getting more and more ice time. Is this, is the, uh, Did you see what Belgevin said? Uh, someone asked him, like, why couldn't you get Apparently he wanted Romanov to come over this year, but he couldn't. And then Belgevin just responded with, have you ever tried negotiating oh, yeah, with yeah, a Russian? Yeah, somebody, <laughs> I forget who it was. I, was. I think it was Gaston Therrien, yeah, actually, I think it, I think it might be who that. criticized him for saying if he's really that good, he would have found a way to bring him over. Yeah, that's, then, not the, that's not the yeah, way and, any and, of this and, works. And then Belgevin just responded with, have you ever tried negotiating with a Russian, which I thought was quite funny. That's like saying uh, Sebastian Ajo is that good. You could have found a way to get him. Well, no. I mean, yeah. there's more to it yeah, than exactly. that. Exactly. No, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so Romanov's off to a great start. Uh, the goalie that we drafted in the fifth round last year, Frederick Dekau, is off to a great start as well. So to go back to Romanov, if Romanov was at camp this year, you think he would have cracked the team? Mm, it's, tough it's hard to, to say, tell. No, Very hard so. to tell. But next year, he might be the guy I mean, maybe. stepping I mean, in. He's, he's playing in the... I mean, arguably the second. I mean, the league just below the NHL right, right? now. I mean, so. Do you think he's killing? I mean, it right he's, now. he's got more potential than Mete, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. So definitely. You, do you think he can step in next year and already be better than him? Do you think that's why maybe he's not, he's not making a big move because he knows in a year he'll have, he'll have that guy. So maybe he just wants to get a rental for this yeah. year. I mean, I definitely think he can play in the NHL next year. Yeah. Is he going to be on the top pairing? That's going to be tough. <laughs> That's true. I <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, he's got the potential. I mean, the other thing, too, is he's playing on the bigger ices now. Um, he's okay. playing in the KHL. Um, well, actually, some of them do have North American ice. Some of them do. Some of them don't. It's sort of like the Wild West out there. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> sounds like uh, the, the arenas we play in in, uh, yeah, in our beer league. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see him go this year. Hopefully he will be with the Canadians next year. You'd think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. hopefully he doesn't sign a contract or something with uh, with Moscow. And he's not, he's not going to come over to play in Laval, so. No, probably not. Right. No. It's probably better to keep him in the KHL anyway. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, yeah, aside from that, so like I said, DeKal's off to a great start uh, playing for uh, Moto Under 20s. Uh, and aside from that, uh, yeah, no, nothing else comes yeah. to mind. Season's still the, pretty young guys, for, yeah. uh, for, for, yeah, for, for the prospects. Yeah. So, all right, so we be, we'll be back next week, have uh, three more games to talk about. So, before we go, do you think, how many points are Canadians again in the next three games? Four. Four? Four. I think they're going to beat St. Louis, but they're going to lose to, I don't know, I'll say Buffalo. I'll say four, two, but there's going to be more overtime games. Right. That, that would be two overtime losses. Two overtime losses. Well, maybe not then. <laughs> Between three and five. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see who's right next week. Have a good one. Thanks for